Welcome to Tony Talks. Well, thanks for having me here. So, I have Mark Bentz on the line here, and uh, we're going to talk today about his experience with Tony Robbins and how he's influenced his life. And a lot of you know Mark uh, through the community as the blind ice hockey guy. And uh, Mark's going to share a little bit more about his experiences, and um, and we'll take it from there. Great. Yeah. So, Mark, tell me, I do have one question for you, which was, tell me, what was your experience like going from having vision to only having 2% vision? And, like, how long did that take? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lifelong disease. Well, actually, it's supposed to end around 50. So uh, we're slowly coming to the end here. I'm 51. So let's hope this baby ends soon. Uh, But long story short, it has just been one incredible challenge. Um, I mean, every few months you realize that something else is being taken away from you because the site you had now is gone. And therefore, you're unable to do whatever that activity is. And so I would say, yeah, challenge is is putting it lightly. But what's really cool is that I can figure anything out. Like, (laughs) I am one master at figuring things out because I am constantly trying to rejig who I am and how I do things. And I've been put in that position for 42 years. So it's pretty amazing to be able to know you can do anything. But it has been, boy, a pretty pretty intense challenge at times, Al. Pretty intense. Well, it's amazing for you to find that resourcefulness within yourself to, you know, try to figure out things without that that ability to see take for granted that we open our eyes and wake up in the morning and we can easily get to wherever we're going or do whatever that we're doing. And I've been around you a few times and just seeing the experience from my perspective, I get that perspective right away when I'm around you and with you. And it, it really is, really is amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's been, a, as I said, it be, it's been, a, people, it's been an interesting, crazy ride. And uh, yeah, certainly a unique one. So that's, that's how it goes in life. It's not how you, it's not what you think uh, life's going to be like. It's, uh, it's really just how you face your challenges. Definitely. And what gave you the strength to be a contributing member to the community and becoming a registered massage therapist, even though you had these challenges? Well, uh, I guess the the base of it all would be my mom. Uh, My mom Mm. from day one told me that my life was going to be the way I wanted it. And there are going to be challenges, but you're going to make it work through it and thrive. And and she has just instilled that in me every day of my life. So, so that gave me the foundation to be able to, you know, get out of bed and say, you know what, let's figure this baby out. And um, I became a massage therapist because I had other businesses. And as 
they progressed, so, you know, three, six a year um, in their development, I wouldn't be able to do them um, because I wouldn't be able to see what I used to see the year before. So it became very hard to run these businesses when I was young. And I also didn't have the maturity and experience to sort of think big picture. I was always chasing, chasing, chasing. And when you're always chasing and someone's been taken away from you, it's exhausting. And so I needed something to anchor my vision loss too. And someone introduced massage therapy to me. And I'm like, massage therapy? I've never had that. Like it was completely foreign to me. But I took this introductory weekend course. And at the end of it, I'm like, bingo. Finally, I'll be able to win at this. And the one thing I got out of it was, Everything goes wrong. If I go to zero, I can always sell being, being a blind massage therapist. And that was it. From that point on, I started succeeding. Now, it wasn't, of course, a trajectory straight to the stars. There was a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. But that actual... Um, foundation of knowing I could rely on being a massage therapist, regardless of what happened to my vision, really gave me that strength. Uh, and then getting into the community, well, I mean, I think like you know, and, and probably a lot of the listeners, it's extremely um, infectious and to be around like-minded people that want to serve and knowing there's so many of them out there, but you get them all in one place, it's it's like like what I say to people is like going to a Tony Robbins conference for a blind person with two percent is probably the worst place you could be because it's loud music, the lights are going, it's like a rock concert, so all my senses are totally scrambled. But on the other side, there's no place I'd rather be because there is no place on earth that I feel more supported and no place on earth that I want to give my support. Like when I am there, I am just so full and it allows me to come home and give so much more to my community. And, and like one of my areas would be blind ice hockey, of course, which is my greatest passion. So um, yeah, pretty exceptional. I got to say. And how did you get connected with blind ice hockey? I'm curious. Well, actually, I was practicing as a massage therapist uh, early on when I was 30. And this guy comes into my office and he, he recognized that I was blind from someone who referred him. And he was visually impaired. And he's like, hey, have you ever thought of playing hockey? And I'm like, hockey? What are you talking about? Like, don't you get it? I mean, you'd think you would. You're blind. But uh, he's like, no, man, blind ice hockey. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of something so like, like bizarre. And um, I'd been through a lot of different blind activities growing up. And some of them are just not that, um, I'd say, competitive. So I like to compete and competition means everything to me. And I'd go out to these things and they were more like socializing and hanging out and uh, just very low on the interest scale for me. And I'm thought I'm thinking, okay, this is probably one of those things, but I'll go try it out. You know, like you piqued my interest. 
when I was a young kid, um, I loved hockey. And of course, those are one of those things that get taken away from you because you can't play uh, with your friends and you certainly can't play on a team because you can't keep up anymore because you can't see the puck. So I go out and I was blown away. Like these guys are whipping around the ice. And I'm like, whoa, like this is incredible. And that was it. That was my first game. And uh, 21 years later, I'm loving it as much as I did back then. And now I sit on the board and it's my number one charity. And yeah, my, my passion is to get the kids and the youth out and introduce them to the game that they can always play regardless of their vision. It, it really is amazing. I mean, Mark, you brought me out uh, that one week and uh, when I was there to play, I couldn't believe the skill level that some of these kids had and just blowing by me without the vision, it, it was like, can this guy actually see? Or is he actually still blind? I wasn't sure at first because I, I wasn't sure if I was the only sighted guy on the ice. But my goodness, the skills that these kids have and the awareness without the vision is really unreal. Yeah, it, it is. It's amazing. And it's it's one of those games that, I mean, when you think about it, you go, well, no, that doesn't work. But when you think about it from a visually impaired perspective it works because if you have the awareness and you you add on the contracts of the puck a black puck on white that works the, the puck makes sound um, there's a lot right. of things that make it a very um, very good for blind sports after you get over the fact that Jesus, this makes no sense. <laughs> you know, right. like... Yeah. To the point where this kid, we had to change me to the other team to make the team fair because he was so good. I couldn't believe it. I had to like, I had to defend against this guy who was blind. It was unreal. It was really amazing to experience. Yeah, what's beautiful now, um, so we were, we've grown this across Canada, now we're into the States is now we're getting people that have been in the uh, AHL, WHL, um, college um, teams, and, you know, they've lost their vision. So now we're getting a high level of hockey player into our programs, and that really starts to, um, you know, raise the bar, which is, which is really cool now. So, so yeah, it's, it's right. beautiful to see that we can now take a kid four years old and we have programs all the way up to uh, the elite level. So it's beautiful. And the goal is uh, to have a Four Nations Cup, as you had mentioned to me before. Yeah, that right? that's the next goal. We just had, <clears throat> excuse me, we just had a Canada-U.S. match a tournament uh, last year in October. So that was our first uh, two-country game. Our next step is a Four Nations Cup, and then we need to apply to get into the Paralympics. Um, so once, once we get to the Paralympics, uh, I'll be one happy guy. Cause then I'll have completed that journey. And again, my, my whole mission is to make sure that a young little boy or girl starting out with vision loss doesn't have to have the game of hockey taken away from them and actually have the game of hockey enhance their life from a sporting 
perspective, but also the main thing is to give them all those other life skills that team sports provides. Amazing. Yeah, really awesome. amazing. So of course this podcast is called Tony talks. So we would definitely want to hear your story about how Tony Robbins has influenced your life and, and that story as to what happened uh, when he did. Well, yeah. And of course we all have those stories because uh, Tony, Tony jumps into your life sooner or later. Uh, <laughs> and mine happened. Uh, I first got introduced to Tony back when I was 19 and 19 was a pretty tough time in my life. Uh, my friends uh, were going to university. Uh, I didn't make it to university because, uh, well, I just really wasn't a good student. Matched with my ability to not see didn't really work out that well. So I majored in drinking and partying uh, 18, 19, 20, and in my 20s. And uh, I think we all did that at 18, 19, 20, yeah, right? Yeah, we actually, we all did that. And that's what actually made it okay because everybody was doing it. The only thing I knew in the back of my mind was I had no other plan. And so it really scared me to the core because it was great to party and have fun, but I could see into the future that I'm going blind and I don't have any resources here. Um, and so a friend gave me the uh, personal power tapes and I was just like, whoa, like I turned those things on and from the very beginning i'm like my god who is this guy right and i consume them oh just at a ferocious pace i mean at times six hours a day and it went on for three years and as i say it came at a great time because it it really developed me knowing that what i had was enough and yes i had my challenges and and yes the future um, I guess looked dark, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I was enough and I had enough and, and it really, it set a strong foundation and definitely back then there was nothing available for blind people. Like we're talking, the Bible was on tape, maybe some boring Shakespeare literature was on tape, but I'm talking nothing was available. So it really, um, lit me up to know that here's a man with, with such vision and, and I could be a part of it. And then that was it. You know, three years went by, I, I, I taken that stuff in and, um, uh, life went on and 25 years later, I get a random email in my inbox and, uh, it says Tony Robbins business mastery, uh, grow your business by 130%. And I'm like, that sounds good. And, uh, I mean, to appreciate the very fact that I actually opened the email and read the email, uh, it's pretty amazing because now that my site's down to about 2%, I don't read a lot of my emails because it's just exhausting because I have to listen to everything. And I mean, it tells me the date, the time, every letter. So it's exhausting. So the very fact that I open that email up, you know, really does, I guess, tell me and really tells other people too that, I mean, you are guided. Like there are times in your life when mm -hmm. the door opens and you're just like, whoa, it's time to take an opportunity. And so I read this thing. I fill out the form. I get a call and uh, this gal's talking to me. And 
we're about 35, 30, whatever minutes into the talk. And, and I'm saying to myself, okay, this only means one thing. This is expensive. No, no salesperson is, you know, talking for 30, 40, whatever it is, minutes uh, without ever introducing the price unless it's expensive. So, I mean, I like to get right to it. So I say, hey, Jill, you know, we've been chatting. Uh, what's the price, Jill? Uh, I'm sure it's probably not the cheapest, but, you know, let's hear. What, what is the price to attend this thing? And she goes, it's, it's $10,000. And I'm like, $10,000? She's like, yeah. And she says it very, you know, simply and openly. Yeah, it's $10,000. And I'm like, you're telling me it's $10,000 for this six-day course. And she's like, yeah, it is. And I was just just like, you're nuts. Like, if you think I am spending 10,000 and to boot, Al, to boot, U.S. dollars. So, yeah, Yeah, now we're... As Canadians, we know. absolutely. The poor brothers up north here, man. We are... It's not (laughs) easy at times. So, um I'm like, Jill, no chance. Like, you got a better chance of, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I just, there's no chance, Jill. I can't even explain to you how little of a chance there is. Um, but it's been great talking to you. I mean, you're a nice person. I mean, this sounds like a cool thing. And, you know, Tony really helped me. And uh, I'll just have to, I don't know, listen to another audio tape. And she goes, well, hey, what else are you really interested in? And so I go, well, you know, Jill, I mean, she's a, she was a good, good person, right? So I like talking. I'm like, Jill, I really like blind ice hockey. Like, I tell you, I got introduced to this thing 20 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And I get right into it. And another half hour goes by and I am jazzed. And she goes, Mark, you know what? You should come down for blind ice hockey. And I went, Jill, you're amazing. You <laughs> now have got me worked up into a frenzy. And got me thinking that I need to now spend, you know, 13,000 plus flights, plus accommodation um, for blind yeah. ice hockey. Like, that's outrageously amazing. And she's like, well, you should. And I'm like, you're right. I'm going to. And so I sign up. And I mean, really, I, I don't spend a lot of money on myself. Um, uh, but I, I get down there. I'm in the second to last row the place is going off it's like a rock concert as you know and i'm like wow and i'm you know this is my first event i'm like wow this is really wild like this is just odd i mean and i'm a pretty open person right but i'm like this is just odd like it really seemed crazy Uh, and the guy gets up big tony and i just remember as soon as he opened his mouth i just had chills and it just took me right back to when i was 19 and i'm like whoa i can't believe this guy's in the room like how wild and i about a half hour into this thing maybe 45 he goes if you're not growing you're dying and i was just like oh my god that's what's wrong with me and what had happened in the previous two years is my business had grown and and it's been more successful than I ever thought it would be and I started getting all these weird health symptoms and I had these heart arrhythmias and I had anxiety kind of pop back into my life and my sleep was going I mean it was weird Um, but I I couldn't connect it to anything and um, 
back then too, a couple of years, uh, I started thinking, well, you know what? I made this money. Business is good. Let me start doing some really fun, cool things. So I did Everest Base Camp and I went into the Sahara Desert and I did this Grand Canyon river rafting tour. And, and these things were like very cool. Like I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I'm like in Nepal. Those are bucket yeah, list items, right? Exactly. Is where they are. It's definitely. unbelievable. Like I'm in Nepal. I'm like 16,000 feet. Like this is world class. And I'm in the Grand Canyon and it's just like, whoa. And on a camel in the desert, like it was intense. But there was a part of me going, you know what? As fun and as amazing as this is, it's not that good. And I felt kind of shitty. And I and it was kind of weird because I'd explain how amazing these things were. But in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, but you know what? They're not that cool. And I just never I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, whoa, man, this is weird. And of course, I go to Tony. That guy tells you you're not growing your dying. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what's wrong with me. I all my life I'd worked to build this business like entrepreneurship was number one in my life. Um, and so I built this thing up and I got it to a point and everybody around me suddenly gave me the cue that that would be enough for me. And all these things started to unravel. And so when he said that, I was just like, Oh my God, the guy nails it. And I'm 30 minutes into this thing. I still got five and a half more days, you know, five, whatever. I was like, I can't believe this. Right. And then about over three hours later, he talks about this platinum partnership. And I'm like, platinum partnership? That's interesting. So really, he probably said 15 minutes of stuff. And I just turned around and I signed up. And it was <laughs> an incredible year. Like, talk about growth. Talk about that. You know, we always talk about proximity is power. I mean, I was suddenly around people that were just like me. They were business people. Right. They realized that it's lonely when you have a business and everybody around you, you're not the same. You know, they're all your employees. Like it was just incredible. So I had that year. And then during that year, I got into leadership, the leadership mastery track. And now I'm a senior leader. And now I'm going to be going into uh, working towards trainer. And it's just like, unbelievable what has happened to my life in the last few years and and up to then you know externally people would go well jesus your life's unbelievable but really i mean it was right. pretty cool i gotta say i've been pretty fortunate <laughs> what's happened in my life but it was really unwinding a few years ago and i was starting to lose control so you know i got nothing but just such appreciation for the organization and of course for tony um, but tony really is the man who brings everybody together and this community is just so unbelievable so it's amazing to be a part of it and of course that's where we met right so pretty cool that's right we uh we met at uh gyls gills uh, uh, last year and uh what an experience that was as well to be able to serve for those youth that were there and just share a lot of the experiences that we've had uh, through our seminars and courses and learning to to those kids. 
what what an what an amazing experience and then of course meeting you that and you shared my your story to, with me i just knew that this is something that uh the rest of the community really needed to hear as well yeah well, i totally appreciate the uh the platform to share it because uh yeah life's been pretty good and and that yeah the whole gills thing actually i just put in my application for this year that's what i was doing today and it yeah it's pretty amazing to be around kids because I mean, as the decades go on, uh, we're really no different. You know, we're still that same old little kid uh, that uh, that just loves life. So to be around, support them and serve that whole organization is uh, it's beautiful. It really is. And to me, I mean, the first time I heard about Guilds was when I went to date with Destiny 2015. And one of the trainers shared with me about how there was there was a, a program for kids that were 13 to 17 years old or in that age group. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Cause I'm, I, you know, I, I don't consider myself old and I'm 41 now, but at the time I was in my, you know, mid to late thirties. And in the group of people in, in Tony's world, typically you find people who are older that have some money, have some time to be able to, to go to these events and we would be considered me and my wife Sharon would be considered you know one of the younger people that are uh, in the community and when I heard that there was 14 15 16 year olds learning this stuff I was just my mind was blown and I just knew I had to go attend and I had to see this for myself because at the end of the day that's our future right is is those kids uh, those youth they're eventually going to lead us where we want to go eventually that's how it goes that is how progression goes yeah exactly well yeah thank you for sharing your story if you're not growing you're dying we all understand that it's such a great lesson to learn and and realize and know that you there's no middle ground there's no plateauing and you just ride it out you always got to be growing otherwise you're just dying that's it that's it. I mean, it really is simple. Like progress is what every human needs. It's just so beautifully simplistic and has such an it, it has such an overwhelming result when you think about it and go, you know what? That's what I need to do doesn't matter if I'm playing guitar, doesn't matter if I'm helping kids, doesn't matter if I'm growing my business, doesn't matter if I'm helping my older mom and dad, you want to progress. And, and that's what we all, it's what we all want. So yeah, no, it's been wonderful, Al, of course. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So sharing my story has been great. Well, thanks again for sharing. And everybody who's listening, uh, there is more stories to come. Uh, thank you for being patient with us. I'm not great at podcasting, but I want to share these stories and, of course, the perspective that these these people, our guests, have to share with the rest of the community. So there's so many stories to share from Tony's community. I want to make sure that we share more of them. <music> Thank you.